Zone World. My guest this week is Vans Wesley, a young MC out of Baltimore. He's a good 15 to 20 years younger than a lot of the people that I've had on this show, so the conversation sort of takes on a different tone. It's not so much his life story, but just us talking about where he's at and what he plans to do. I enjoyed it a lot. I do want to let it be known that he's going to be performing with me at the Baltimore Wraparound Robin going down on March 6th at the Crown. So, see my man in action there. Today's episode was not recorded at the lineup room. They're under construction this week, so if this episode sounds crazy, let that serve as a further endorsement of the lineup room. As always, the art is by Mike Riley. Check him out at MikeRileyComics.com. And this episode is hosted by Splice Today. Check them out, SpliceToday.com. One announcement before we get it started. This Saturday, May 21st, I'm going to be performing at an all-Wu-Tang tribute at Metro Gallery. I'll be playing the part of one of my all-time rap heroes, Capadonna. It's all proceeds going to these charities. It's a good look. Uh, make it out if you're in the area. Let's, Let's go. go. Like, I'm 20 right now, so when I was really younger, I had no musical taste, like, at all. Because my mm. parents, like... My mom like Elton John, and my dad's an Irish like an Irish dude. His grandma, I mean his mom, his mother's like off the boat from Ireland. So oh, like he okay. has a really weird. He doesn't really have a music taste. Like they don't really listen to a lot of music. Yeah. But when they do, like he likes like Bruce Springsteen and shit. But you never like I never would walk into a living room and just hear them listening to music. Like you know you hear stories of people like like rappers and shit. Like yo, when I was a kid, my parents would spin this type of record, oh, and I was yeah. like, and one day I just turned it over and I just started rapping over it. That that was never the case for me. Like they they did not have any influence on my music at all. And then, mm. uh, well, like music taste wise. So like, I was into like weird shit. Like I really liked Usher, like the Confessions record. Yeah. Because there was a lot of music videos, and that was on MTV a lot. So that's what I saw. Anything that was on like MTV yeah. as a music video, I would watch because I would always stay up late. I've always been kind of like an insomniac. Yeah. So I'm always up till four. And you know how like M- uh, MTV and VH1 they showed just straight music videos mm-hmm. at like four in the morning. So anything during that I would really watch. So I saw the Burn music video and the Confessions music video, and that's when I became an Usher fan. That was probably my first like R and B shit. That was like, oh, I like this. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't get into other soul and R and B till I really started finding out about samples. Oh, okay. okay. Samples brought me there a lot. Yeah. Are there people? That, I, I'm trying to think who would be like Kanye straight up Kanye okay, for sure yeah. is the main reason why I listen to the majority of the soul music mm. I listen to I, I was I was really into Kanye before I was into hip hop because I was never really into hip hop before I was like 13 I really yeah. really wasn't but I was super into Kanye for no reason whatsoever like I'm a huge Kanye stan like Kanye's like mm. my everything music wise but like 
I was kind of into like certain rap songs again that were like on the radio, but you know, I wasn't like, yeah. a, I wasn't into that at all. And then my friends started playing Lil Wayne and stuff, so that got me conditioned to just straight up rap. And then yeah. I started liking that, and then I fell into that rabbit hole. But before that, I was super into Maroon 5. Okay. And this is, so again, it's a really poppy radio record. Yeah. And I heard this, uh, what was that? This Love, I think it was called? The song was like, This Love. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah. song. I always heard that on the radio, so I heard they had an album. So I was like, I'll, I'll go buy it. And I bought it, again, not having any music taste, so I didn't really have any dirt, like, like jurisdiction of what I was listening to. So I listened to that. I really liked Adam Levine. And then I heard he did a song with Kanye West, and I had a little bit of knowledge of Kanye West. So I was like, okay, I'll listen to it. And that was late registration, and that shit just blew my mind completely. Was that his first album? No, late, late registration was the second. Okay. But I heard stuff from College Dropout. Like I saw it all. I saw all uh, all falls down. I saw that music video, like a little bit before that. So I kind of knew who Kanye was, and I liked him. But it was one of those things. I saw his video. And I liked it, but I forgot completely who the person was. Like after I saw the video, you know right, what I mean? Right, you see, right. Like I really like this song. You're listening to the radio, you're like, oh shit, I really like this song. And then it ends, and you're like, wait, I don't even know who that was, and it's kind yeah. of lost. And it was kind of before blogs and shit, so like mm. you couldn't really just go find, go on Google and type in "All Falls Down." Really, right, right. I didn't. Well, I didn't have that type of access to the internet. I was like ten. Yeah. Well. To back up a little bit, where where is all this? Where are you? Where did Dundalk, you grow up? Dundalk, Dundalk? Maryland, oh, which is yeah, the county, which is uh, a, an increasingly shitty area, mm. to be honest. I mean, it's not like I've never grown up in the hood, and it's not necessarily the hood, but it's a um. Basically, basically, what happened is a lot of the Section Eight housing in the city, as you, as like a lot of the housing in the city is getting kind of moved to the county, mm-hmm. and the city is kind of developing more shit. So like all that stuff is getting kind of pushed to the county and a lot of the, the main place it is is Dundalk where I live is a lot of rentals a lot of rental townhomes yeah so all those people move there so like crime kind of moved up and shit like that so yeah and it's it's not the greatest area it's it's crazy it's, it's kind of a laughing yeah. stock of the county Dundalk is the strangest place yeah. I've ever been to and it's weird because I I'm so comfortable to the strangeness that if I'm in some other place like I was in Hawaii like a couple months ago and it's really perfect there and I felt really uncomfortable because, like, this is, I don't feel sketchy at all. I feel too comfortable yeah, here. Yeah. This is weird. There's, Dundalk's a really, Dundalk's a really weird place. Yeah. Or really, like, it's just, the general vibe of it is set to be weird. Like, a couple weeks ago, I was uh, hanging out with a couple of my friends and we were outside and it was snowing out. It was like, kind of lightly snowing. So the trees looked, it was really beautiful, actually. Like, the trees looked really nice. And we were just kind of sitting there, um, just chilling. And it was this really beautiful scene. But there's a there's a plant where they like treat feces at, where they treat shit at and burn it, which is right next Whoa. to there. And it's a shit processing plant, which is in Dundalk. And it's in part of the highway you see it. It's these two big things. Everyone that's like the main logo of Dundalk almost. And then there's another one by this middle school, which is where we all live by. Yeah. So we're sitting there looking at this like beautiful snowy embankment <laughs> and it just smells like shit all around there. And it's kind of the perfect description of Dundalk, <laughs> to be honest. It's a, it's a, it's a really low-income area. Uh, it's a lot of people, a lot of workers from... Um, there was like a steel mill, pretty much, a long time ago. And a lot of the main population in Dundalk lived there specifically just because they worked there. There was yeah. a lot of work housing. And then Bethlehem Steel, which is the place that was called, that closed down. And a lot of people lost their housing. So it became this really weird area of just kind of empty housing for a little bit. And then it was a lot of low-income housing. So it was just a lot of different mishmash of people and things. 
Yeah. Most sketchy. <laughs> a lot of it is sketchy. You might you might go to a BP at two in the morning and meet a white guy named Pistol oh, with shit. the word tattoo pistol on his arm. <laughs> I've that's happened. You might be just waiting for chicken and have a guy come up to you and be like, hey man, you ever need the heroin? My name's Pistol. And this is true. And I'm like, your name's Pistol? And he lifts up his sleeve, I swear, and he goes, yeah, man. And it just reads Pistol on his mm. arm. And that's the type of shit you might encounter in Dundalk at two in the morning yeah. or three in the afternoon. <laughs> well, it's interesting. You, you were saying your dad is like, like from Ireland. My like, dad's not from Ireland, but my family is very, is very like, Pretty much off the boat from my yeah because yeah. I'm really pale and shit. So he he grew up in a very uh, Irish Catholic family. Uh, I don't really know if what like his music taste was like. Yeah. He, they listen. It's weird. Like they listen to music, but they're not. You never hear them talk about like very passionate about shit. Like he right. listens to music still, but he's not, I don't know. This is just like a temporary part of their yeah. Like it's not it's something. not a big yeah. It's not really they don't they don't look. Past it. And like I come from sort of a musical family. Like a lot of my cousins and shit play like instruments, but mm. I'm not. I can't play instruments. I'm not not musically talented. Yeah. It's really. I guess I'm kind of a musical mutt in a way, which I kind of like. I kind of like that I grew up with no sort of boundary of idea of what good music is. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people grow up with their parents. They have a certain their parents like this is what music is. You need to listen to this, and they have that very dry jurisdiction of like. A lot of people like the like a lot of people when they say I'm like what's your favorite band and they tell me it's the Beatles, I'm immediately disinterested in anything mm. else they say because like the Beatles of course are a good band but it's like if your fucking favorite band is the Beatles man you need you really should like listen to more. There's more right. like there's so much more than just the Beatles like everyone knows the Beatles. There's no digging for Beatles music. You don't have to be like yo I heard this Beatles record the other day. I know you guys haven't heard it. Like there's no like. My favorite thing is finding our weird R&B and soul music that I haven't heard before yeah. and digging, and I feel rewarded because I'm like, oh, I had to like make effort into finding this. And right, it's a little right, bit right. more intimate in that way. But I feel like, you know, not that your favorite band can't be the Beatles, but it's just like, I don't know. Does that make sense? Definitely. I don't, I'm trying to be careful because I don't want a bunch of people being like, oh, he's attacking the Beatles. He's an asshole. He doesn't know. It's like if, your fav- if I go, what's your favorite baseball team? And you go, oh, the New York Yankees. And you're yeah. from... Ohio. (laughs) And I'm like, why is your favorite team the Yankees? I'm like, oh, I mean, they're a good team. Or like, what's your favorite football team? And you're like, the New England Patriots. And you're from Florida. I'm like, what's, why? (laughs) Like, was, I don't know. Was Kanye really the first thing for you that was like a huge... Oh, hell, yeah, 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 yeah. He changed a lot. He changed a lot for me, yeah. And what what was it about him? Uh, I, again, I really, it's really weird. I don't know. It's really weird. It's one of those things I kind of just stumbled upon and I found, uh, I either heard him say a song and it might, it might have just been the production like, I've always loved, I guess I've always really loved soul music. I was never able to just find it, mm-hmm. and then I found it, and it just all made sense. I was like, oh, this is this is what I like. Mm. I don't know. I'm just into really vibey stuff, and it was yeah. really vibey at the time. And it was a, uh, he was talking about a lot of issues that, you know, I come from, I come of a very white family. A lot of people in my neighborhood were white. When I go to school, a lot of people around me are white. Yeah. So he was talking about issues that just weren't being talked about with people around me. Yeah. So it was this other, it was a whole other world and perspective that I had no idea about. This whole culture of hip hop that I had no idea about and it was really um, eye opening, I guess, mm. you know. It was rewarding to listen yeah. to. It felt, it felt like there was depth there. I feel like I haven't, I haven't heard that with a lot of stuff I listened to back yeah. in the day. Like there was, there was more there. Totally. I was like, I was excited. Like I was, it was, I was excited. I was like, oh, there's this, there's this whole other culture, this whole other thing I don't know about and like, yeah. I would listen to a Kanye song and then there would be features from like guys like Lupe Fiasco 
And I'd be like, oh, who's Lupe Fiasco? And I'd go into Lupe and it'd be all this shit of love from Lupe. I'd be like, oh my God, I love all this too. Yeah. So everything I'd listen to would just be like his features and shit like that would just be more stuff I liked. And it was just so rewarding being a Kanye fan because he brought so much more for me that I didn't know about at the time. Mm, and I never yeah. really dissected it. So that's why I'm kind of struggling and figuring out. I never really thought about why Kanye is like, the guy who introduced me to all that. But it just yeah, yeah. seems like he is. A lot of people hate Kanye. So. He he brought back like a certain style of production that wasn't around. Soul sample, and, yeah. Soul samples and also just like big drums and like the, you know. And like, it was I, I I think it was also the thing I really didn't like hip hop because when I was a kid, when I was really younger and was trying to find myself music wise. Yeah. The, when I went to rap music. At that time, the big rappers were like Dem Franchise Boys and like Lil yeah. John, and I just I wasn't into that kind of ignorant shit. <laughs> right. And so like, then I heard Kanye, and I'm like, oh, this is there's this there's a depth to this. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, I listened to Eminem, but it wasn't because I was like, oh, he's a good rapper. It was just like, yeah, I don't know, he's popular, and I bought his album. I was like, okay, I like his Eminem guy. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't more. It wasn't like, oh, I like rap music. Like it was that was right. Like, Kanye was kind of the first introduction to like, oh, I really like hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of a. It was an education in a way to hip hop, and a start anyway, a very start of a very long, long road, I guess. Yeah. Well, where here. where does the road go from there? Like as far as I don't know. I mean, I've only started. I've only started making actual hip hop music for about two years now. Yeah. Uh, I fell into it before. Like I'm 20 right now, and this is a weird story. When I was, I've been a lifelong pro wrestling fan. That's right. I wanted to ask. Yeah. You about that. Yeah, I've been a lifelong pro wrestling fan. So I decided before I wanted to do anything, I wanted to be a pro wrestler. So when I was like late 12, really early 13, I found that you need to go to training schools in order to become like a licensed. Like it's really legitimate. Like there's an athletic commission. You have to get licensed. You have to get training. It's like any other type of trade. So I went there and a lot of people don't go train for that shit till they're like 18 or 21. So I started when I was like 13, which is really young. That was kind of my, a lot of my life up until I was like 17. And then I got like a couple concussions and up up to that point, not like all at 17, but yeah. like up to that point. And then I got uh, kidney stones at 17, right. really bad. And that fucked me up like really hard. I had, yeah. to, like, I had to get a stint put in my kidney and that sat me out and I couldn't wrestle for a while. And with that time that I couldn't do anything and I was just sitting in my bed, I really, like, at that time I was obsessed with hip-hop. I'm still obsessed with hip-hop. Yeah. Just staying up till four, like, studying, really. It's really essentially what it is, but I don't think of it like that. But it's yeah. just watching Vader videos, behind-the-scenes videos, watching, like, rappers' YouTube channels of just them on tour. Just like, oh, this is what it's like. Yeah. Just watching people in studio sessions, you know what I mean? Just really obsessed with interviews and everything like that and just staying up really late. And just watching that shit and just kind of obsessing over it and being surrounded by it. And I was like, oh, I'd kind of like to do this. But yeah. it was never a thing that set out like, I want to be a rapper. I just um, I always wrote poetry. So I started writing and I kept it to myself. And then I spit some shit for my friends. And they're like, oh, it's all right. And I was like, I'm one of those people that if I want to do something, I kind of just do it. Mm-hmm. So I did it too early. Probably got a mic before I should have got a mic. Mm-hmm. And set up in my bathroom and made the wackest shit ever of all time the mm. most wackest music of all time and showed it to my friends and they proceeded to make fun of me and badger me because that's what good friends do you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean just yeah. like this is horrible man like to this day though 
they uh, they'll fucking remember lines in the shittiest songs I did and just spit them at me and just make me feel like horrible about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know what I mean? That's what you need. Yeah. But so yeah, it just became that. It was a hobby. It wasn't well, any more than that. Well, to back up a little bit, I, I I'm I'm super curious about the pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, how did you get into that world? Well, like I said, I've always been. I was that was my thing. Pro wrestling was yeah. my thing. That's why music was never a. I didn't have time really. Pro wrestling was like my main mindset yeah. since I was a little kid and shit. And it's something I wanted to do. Uh, I just went on the internet and looked at how to do it, and I found out you have to go to a training school. Traditionally, people train there for like two, three years, yeah. and they keep training there every now and then. So I found a training school near my house and went there and just started training. I mean, it's really, it's not. It's not that interesting. It's honestly it's like any other trade, kind of. You just go to a school, you learn, and then you go to shows and you, you know, pay your dues. Yeah. Same thing, I guess, with hip-hop, except there's no hip-hop school. But what was your, like, goal, like, to, like, just, like, I want to be in one of these local leagues? I've always, or? I've always, my all my goal's always been that I want to make a living doing what I want to do. Yeah. No matter what, what that is, is at that yeah, time. Yeah. And at that time, it was pro wrestling. So I honestly just wanted to make a living doing pro wrestling. And it's still, like, I'm not done wrestling. I'm yeah. probably, I'm, like, getting back into it, but I just found something else that I really enjoy. And I feel like it deserves my time and attention. Right. Hip-hop and rap. I don't yeah. want to, it's such a, it's such a unique, crucial culture that I don't want to disrespect it yeah. in a way by not taking it seriously. Right, right, right. And right, making right. shitty, horrible songs in my bathroom that are, like, terribly mixed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it deserves me to take it seriously if I'm really going to do it. There's no barriers, no filters. If you yeah. have whack music, people are going to tell you you have <laughs> whack music. And not only are they going to tell you have whack music, they're going to say that in their songs, which aren't whack, which makes you look even fucking whacker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hip-hop yeah. is so, like, you can't get away with anything in hip-hop. If you're saying some wild shit, you're going to get called out for it. Like, yeah. if you're putting in little effort and you're making horribly mixed songs... You're just you're gonna get called out for it. Like you can't right. get away with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. You can't get away with anything in hip hop, which I, I guess is a good thing and a bad thing sometimes. But yeah, <laughs> but like, so okay, so with wrestling, did you like? Did you get to a point where you were like performing in these? Yeah, local yeah, yeah, leagues? yeah. What is uh, the local league around here? They have, well, you have like independent promotions, which are like little kind of locally run things, mm -hmm. which are there's a there's a. There's a ton of them. Almost, mm. There's almost like an oversaturation at some point. Mm. Where there's so many of these shows going on. They're all ran independently. They all have like their own unique fans. Yeah. But then there's also a broader fan base of people who just like wrestling, who know all these different promotions yeah, and shit, yeah. and they follow that. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like different bands in a way. Yeah. There's so there's just so many of them, and so you get, there's different levels too. There's like really shitty ones that are at like a like a rec like a elementary school gymnasium yeah and there's like five people in the audience then there's ones where it's like very nice arenas or theaters where there's like a thousand a couple thousand people and shit so it really ranges from that and i never got to the the big indies or anything yet but like yeah sure sure still really working my way up and that was the same way with wrestling i wanted to respect it i wanted to take my time with it i wanted to really dedicate myself yeah to it, so and where does it happen like like did, was it was some of it going down near you, like Dunn yeah, like the uh, the the wrestling school I went to was in near uh shit where was it? Fuck, it was near Pulaski at the time. It was all like near Pulaski at the time. Now the school is in Dundalk. Uh, it's called the EWA Pain Factory. 
they should probably pay me for that plug. <laughs> but they uh yeah, that's what it is. And it's a it's a cool school, but there's a there's like a ton of schools you can go to and there's it's when you really look into it, it's like a an overwhelming amount of promotions. Yeah. People that run promotions. That's really interesting. It's uh it's kinda like putting on like you put your promoter for certain rap shows sometimes. It's kinda yeah. like that. People are just like, Oh, I wanna, you know, I wanna promote a wrestling show. So then they start their own company. And yeah. get a license and shit. It's kind of it's the same thing. And what was your character? I uh, like I had a bunch of different gimmicks that depended on stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you want to break down any of them or? Uh, some, 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 so some, not really, cool. because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it getting laughed at or some shit in my rap career. Oh yeah, putting yeah, in a, yeah. A lyric about me or something. I ain't giving <laughs> nobody any ammunition cool. in that part. <laughs> I don't want anyone. Doing that shit, nah, because I gotta watch my words, you know what I mean? I get nothing put against me. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna catch me talking whack shit about myself. <laughs> I, I don't know shit about rap, I know better than that, though. I'm learning. I'm learning, okay? <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, I guess, so you're saying it's like, I'm sure it's like a super... Goofy, go- goofy shit. Goofy yeah. shit, parodying celebrities and stuff sometimes. That's tight. You know what I mean? You do what you do to uh, you do what you do to get by, and you do what you do to get recognition. And you you know you got to put in the work. And if somebody yeah. gives you an opportunity, you're gonna take the opportunity. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. You know, you can equate it to rap, but the same thing. And is there are there dudes like the way these big wrestling leagues and stuff have like writers and stuff? Is it the same? No, a- no, it's a, it's on a much smaller scale. There's a booker who's one guy who's the uh, he 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 books the shows. Like he books the yeah. matches, and that's usually one guy or it's a two or three guys, but those are, the difference of why those have writers is because, like, things like WWE is, like, a TV show. It's not really a wrestling show. It's a TV show. So, like, right. there's wrestling, that's what the first thing that anyone who even works here will tell you. It's a TV show first. So that's why they have writers and directors and cameras. But these smaller promotions are mainly a lot focused more on just the wrestling. Yeah. So it's not that much of a spectacle. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. There's not like a ton of like dialogue. It's very mom and pop in yeah. a way. It's very mom and pop in a way. It's very genuine and authentic. Do you know a wrestler that's called Jack Evans? Yeah, I think he's one of my favorite dudes. Oh, you like, watch Jack Evans? How do you know I, Jack Evans? Just a friend of mine that's into like TNA wrestling. Yeah, I just think the concept is so funny. Like, I feel like he just looks like a dude from like Dundalk or like Hamden yeah. or something. Yeah. He just looks like. Your man Pistol or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like he does these crazy acrobatics. Yeah, the you know people. I mean? It's honestly wrestlers are some of the most athletic people in the world. The type of yeah. athleticism it takes is fucking. It's crazy right, because right. you learn. It's so funny because there's people like if you go to a training school and you chill there, there's people that come in for tryouts and they're these jack dudes who are in the best. Some of the dudes like the best shape you've ever seen anyone in, and yeah. they 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 go to the gym every day. They can be on the treadmill for five hours. And they do five minutes in a wrestling ring, just drills, shit, and they're gassed because mm. it's it's a completely different cardio. It's a completely different type of athleticism than anything else. It's I'm performance sure, yeah. art, but at the same time, it's very high-risk athleticism. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it's basically a ballet, but it's a demolition derby at the same time, so it's kind of, <laughs> you kind of got to balance it, you know? Yeah. I love it. It's it's a, It really is an art form. And... uh I think, you know, you have a lot of similarities sometimes between pro wrestling and rappers, I guess. Like, a lot of rappers love pro wrestling. There's a weird, yeah. there is a really weird relationship to pro wrestling and rap. Like totally. Rap, because rappers are pro wrestlers. 
Totally. Every rapper wants to be Ric Flair. <laughs> right, right. Every, like, if you think about it, every eating rapper kind of wants to act like Ric Flair. Like, yeah. oh, I'm custom made from head to toe. I fly, <laughs> I fly private every day. You know what I mean? That kind of shit. Who do you think is the best of all time? Who do you think is the best wrestling rapper? Like, what do you mean? Like, of all these dudes that have put out. Like, like, there's like the Macho Man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, and, like re- act- actual rap records. John, John Cena. Cena. John yeah. Cena can kind of spit though. He can. John he Cena can. can actually. Yeah, he uh, he can go, man. I'm not I, gonna lie. He can. He can do some shit. I I have his um. I have um. And the trademark. I I, yo, I don't. I can't fuck with the trademark. Yo, I yo. If you don't think I didn't have that album the first day it dropped, you're insane. <laughs> yo. If you don't think I I went out of elementary school shit in fifth grade. And I wasn't bumping John Cena and the yeah. trademark in the car. You're, you're completely wrong. <laughs> the track with Freddie Fox, it's a, the one that's like... Oh, God, I don't... I'm okay. in my hand, I'm a bad man. Oh, you know? I'm a bad, yeah, bad yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, don't, uh, I don't know the track listing from head to toe, but yeah, that shit. They did the, they did the, uh, the fucking um, A-Team parody in the video and stuff. Yeah, 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 that was cool. That was cool. I mean, I love any time that kind of shit. I guess that, that might irritate some people where like hip-hop is kind of... Bleeding in other cultures right, or something. Right, right, right. I, I think that shit's cool. I really like that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's like know. I think the the part people don't like, which I could see definitely, is I think it's sort of like not not necessarily John Cena, but like the Macho Man rap album or like the Hulk Hogan album. Or yeah, like, it's it, almost like it's almost like if you have no talent, it goes back to not taking it. it seriously, yeah, and not respecting yeah, yeah. the culture, right, right. thinking it's something I can like bullshit. You know, I'm sure it was a crazy bummer getting these kidney stones. Yeah, it was worse having my life for sure. Yeah, it See, was really fucked up. I guess you knew you just had to put this wrestling <sighs> on the shelf. For a while. I, I, yeah, I was. Uh, I was doing it since I was 13, and it was more so. I was like, look. I've put off a lot of shit life-wise for wrestling. Like, I missed a prom or two. I've missed a lot of shit just for, like, wrestling seminars. Not even wrestling shows. Just going to seminars and learning. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, it's not... I'm not complaining about it at all. That's what you need to do. It's what yeah. I had to do and shit. And it's fine. And it's what, it's what I needed to do. So I went and did it. And it's not like I was like, oh, uh, I'm above this, blah, blah, blah. I've, I've become a better person than wrestling, blah, blah. It's right. not that at all. It's just a, like, you know, I'm like, shit. I did this when I was 13. I've been one-way one focused. This yeah. is all I'm doing is pro wrestling. I was like, I'm graduating high school right now. Because right when I was graduating high school, too, I was like, I, I need to find other shit that I can do. Because mm. wrestling, wrestling, wrestling isn't going to last long. Like, wrestlers have expiration dates. Mm. It's, you know, it's a lot of, it's performance art, but it's a lot of real athleticism, which causes a lot of real pain, which causes yeah. a lot of real injuries. And it's, it's the same thing with any other high-contact sport. You're not going to last long. A lot of people end up in wheelchairs and shit. Yeah. And I'm not a healthy person to begin with. So I already mm-hmm. know wrestling can't be a standalone career for me. And that's something yeah. I accepted and am fine with. Yeah. That's life. Yeah. Totally. That's how it goes. So this is, all this shit was happening at this weird time in my life, which I'm graduating high school. My whole life is kind of changing. So all this happened. And so it was really shitty. And I was just sitting in bed. And I was just like, what can I do? And I just, I don't know, I just started rapping. Mm. But I've, again, I've, I'm a type of person where I really want to do 25 things at once. Like, I want to rap, but there's so much other shit I want to do that I think I can do. Yeah. I think of myself as a designer over anything, like working on, like, clothing shit, working on screenplay shit, working on video treatments, mm. stuff like that. And I think that's what you need to be now. Because I think, 
it's so easy to put a video or your media online now that I think you have no excuse to just be a rapper. Right, right. You have to do something else. There's too many people doing thousands of the shit. Yeah, yeah. You have to have more hands than one thing. I just don't think you're going to survive like that. Yeah, and what are what are the other things you were messing or or were you doing like I'm still doing it now. Yeah, yeah I just yeah. started doing like screenplay stuff, a lot of that, and that kind of might bleed into music stuff. There's this thing I really want to do where it's like it's a straight up it's a screenplay, but I want to print it as a book, as a paperback mm. book and maybe do a mixtape over that, but I've had to shelf that for the album we're doing right now. Oh, okay. But like just screenplays, different stuff like that, music videos, yeah. directing. Uh, and again, I don't know, I just kind of like designing shit. I just like creating stuff. Yeah. That's really, it's freedom. It's nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I, I'm like a clinically depressed person, so it helps to like distract myself by drawing shit or yeah. just figuring out designs for stuff. And it's the clothing part of it is like I, it's simply, the clothing thing simply comes from the fact that I'm a petty person, and I don't like when people wear the clothes that I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's the worst when you get a new pair of shoes or something, you're like, I'm the shit. I got these shoes. And you're walking down the street, and some other dude has the same exact pair of shoes, and you just feel like, fuck. So, you know, I would love to get to a point where the jacket and shirt I'm wearing is my own thing, and yeah. no one else has it. So I can be like, this, this is mine. Fuck you guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not even, again, it's not about money. It's just about, I love the thought of something I made, like, on me, like a physical thing yeah. I can, like, hold. Like, that's what the tape we're doing now, which is called Loserisms. Uh, it's a mixtape, but I consider it a free album. Like, we, I want to make, uh, make vinyls, nice vinyls and shit. Not even just for, like, here's my music. It's like, here's this presentation of this real thing. That's what right. I love. Like, I still, I'm 20, so I should be listening to everything on iTunes and Spotify. But I right. love buying albums. I love going through the booklets and reading the little listings and shit and staring at it while I'm like, I love holding it, you know what I mean? It becomes yeah. so much realer when I'm able to hold this thing. And I'm a big aesthetics guy, and I just love looking at the art and I love the directions they're going. You learn so much more from an album when you just read through the booklets and shit. Totally. And you find other people that way. You find other shit you like that way. That's how I found, like, Leon Ware. It's how I found Leon Ware. And it's not hip-hop, but I was listening to the Marvin Gaye record, and I was going through this shit, and I was like, who produced this? And I was looking through, and it said Leon Ware, and I looked up Leon Ware, found his shit. And that's, that's a lot of people. A lot yeah. of producers, different rapper producers I found the same way. It's yeah. all about discovery, I guess. Like, I love it. Like, I would never want to put... I get so bummed when, like, I buy, I buy a video game, and, like, I open up the case... And there's like one little slip in there and there's nothing else. And it's just a plain case. Or if I buy a CD, it's like just like a generic little thing. And there's nothing, you know, oh, yeah. there's no like art direction. It really bums me out. Yeah. I like, uh, like Loserisms is not like, we're, we're probably not going to put it out in CDs really because of some of the beat stuff I have to work out. Um, through like producers that like, I didn't really make beats oh. for the project, but I'm trying to get in contact with some of them. Yeah. Now. Because I'm at that point where I'm still, I'm really still kind of learning the culture and kind of getting in it. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm not doing a lot of shows. Uh, I'm not at shows probably like I should be, which I'm changing and shit and working on. Like, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm new to everything still. Yeah. So I'm not that popping. I don't have that type of relationships really where I can be like, yo, I need, I got this producer and this producer. Let's all work together. Right. But I'm very quickly building those relationships. Like, yeah. going to like 
two or three shows, I've already got met two or three producers that are working on Loser Rhythms, like very talented people, like yeah. Baby Nate and Bundo and shit, nice. who I didn't meet at a show, but I met him through Drew Scott. Yeah. And Drew Scott, another guy, I love him, and he's on Loser Rhythms, and that shit wouldn't happen unless I really just went out and was like, hey, man, I like your shit. And there's other people that hopefully are going to be on the tape too, which is also just reaching out to people yeah. and building relationships. Well, like, was that show in Hamden that you did? Um, a, a Gallery 5... Seven, seven gallery area fifty one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, <laughs> like, man. Like, was that like? Yeah, was that, so that was my first, first ever rap show for sure. That was the first. Uh, I've done like I've done like a thing where I was like rapping at someone else's set, and it was like not a real thing. But like, yeah. this was my first thing where I was like build on the thing. It was yeah. my first. Yeah, that was definitely my first set for sure. Yeah, that was that was cool. I like I thought it was such a great set. I could tell like. I could tell you took, you were like beyond prepared. It was like a very well put together set. Oh, thanks, man. And then, and also like, you were like, I thought it was cool that it was, I don't know, I feel like a lot of times, particularly with rap, like dudes show up to play like their first show or something and want like 10 people to get in for free or like, you know, they don't exactly know what's going on. Nah, I wasn't, my parents raised me a really timid, respectful person. Right, right, right. I don't live in someone's house. Like, we, I walk in your house and we go in the basement, I step back and like, I smoke weed a lot and I was going to come here and smoke weed, but I don't know if you smoked weed or had people smoke weed in your house. I didn't bring, well, that's (laughs) shit, I have shit with us, you know. But again, like, you want to go to studios and shit, I don't bring weed, I don't bring my friends or anything. I don't have my friends, I don't have a rap posse. Yeah, I, I I might build one just you know to be because it's cool. So I'd be like, yeah, it's me and my seven dudes. They don't right, talk; right. they're just there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need to build up my rap posse, but I don't have one. Yeah, I just I don't know. Well, there's a dude like that. that's DJed with you a lot, right? Yeah, Brian, yeah. my boy Brian. He's yeah. he's my friend and DJ and cohort and you know manager slash not my manager, but he should be kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's very good at uh, making sure I get my shit together because I'm horrible at getting back to people and shit like that. <laughs> horrible at it. Horrible at it. But yeah, he's really like him. I brought a couple. A couple of my friends came. They all, they all paid. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to them. Matt and yeah. Dalton. But they, uh, yeah, that was definitely my first set. And I was kind of nervous. I was very nervous about it. Because I, I, I knew, you know, there, you guys are going to be there. Like you, Drew, and you guys. And I know, like, from what I can see, the shows are really, you guys are doing that. You guys are really pushing the scene. Yeah, for, you know. Our little pocket of things or it's you are though. Like I, if I go on Facebook, I don't go on the events and shit right now. You guys are the names that I see. It's right, rather, right, it's right. rather Easy Jackson or you or yeah, Drew or somebody yeah. like that. It's you guys. And I'm not saying that you guys are the only people in the scene, but I'm saying you guys. I know you guys are the ones that are really actually making a fuck. You guys are making an effort and doing shows. Not saying right, other right. people aren't. Yeah. Not saying other people aren't, but I'm saying from what I can see, you know, from what I saw, you guys are the ones doing that, and you guys are the ones that reached out to me, yeah. and I'm the one that reached out to you. So it was like I want to, you know, I want to do good for these guys. Yeah. I want to show these guys that. I'm someone that takes this seriously. Yeah, totally. Because rap is so, right now, getting into it is a very bad time to get into rap in a way mm. because there's so many people that want to be rappers, and especially where I'm from, there's a lot. There's, dude, every other kid you talk to is like, man, I've read, I make rap music. Yeah. And they've like recorded a song on their iPhone. With right, their right, right. They don't take it seriously. They don't appreciate the culture. They don't study the culture. Yeah. You know, they don't care about it. And there's so many people that can just buy a, a shitty mic and just start rapping. Like I did when I rapped rap before, I had no business rapping. And there's a lot of people that just have no business rapping that are rapping and yeah. calling themselves rappers. So it's hard. It's kind of like a boy cry wolf thing where it's like, oh, I know I rap. And you're like, oh, yeah, 
Brett raps, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, everybody wants to be a rapper, but nobody right, wants to actually right. be a rapper, which means, like, struggling a lot and <laughs> right, shit. Right, right, right. And just outcasting yourself. Hardcore. <laughs> you know, they don't want to be that. They want all the they want to be they want to be all the cool sides of a rapper and they want to just shovel off the non cool parts like right. driving long like a long fucking way to a show. Right, right. And right. not going that well or, you know, struggling with your yeah. friends or relationships. They want the cool, they want the money and the facade. Yeah. On the reverse end of things, I feel like there's so many new young dudes that just like are like crushing it in like the internet realm you know like there's all these new guys now that i find out about i'm like okay who are they and then they have like 40 like videos or so, mm -hmm. you know they what have I a mean? huge editor presence but yeah and, and maybe not yet a presence in real life real life but yeah. but like i don't know i think in I'm, some that's ways, what i'm struggling with is finding that balance yeah it's finding yeah. an internet presence but finding a real life balance and i think uh, i don't I'm working on the inner presence thing, but I think I'll always be the type of person that has a real life balance better. I think my yeah. music for sure is better at a live show. If you see me performing at a live show than hearing it through the recorded song. Right. I right, right. pride myself in that. I try to make my sets almost sound like we're listening to a recording, but it's yeah. an intimate recording. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's hard to be like, okay, what, yeah. How can this like three minute video represent everything that i want to say or something you mm -hmm, know what i mean mm -hmm. it'd be like you can't tell about the person's presence right you, know, you can tell right. a lot about a person when you see them rapping in front of you or performing in front of you you know yeah who they are and what they do yeah i yeah. see what you're saying i i like I, the, the rap there's such a simple formula to rap but it's just hard to execute but it's i think it's so simple in the modern day era of how to make it in mm -hmm. rap music is you start you create a little bit of internet presence you create two or three good songs, make music videos for them, and promote those music videos. Yeah. Because no one finds any rap music now if it's not a music video. So and that's true. for me, too. If I hear an artist, if you tell me an artist's name, and the first thing I do is go to YouTube and me, search Yeah, name, me too. Knowing, well, I don't have shit on YouTube, yeah. but I know, you know, which is something I definitely need to fix again. <laughs> but it's if I hear an artist, I'm like, oh, let me look them up. And I look up their YouTube thing, and I find a video because I can see them, I can see their aesthetic if there right. is one in art direction, right, right. and figure them out that way. It, it, beyond just seeing it, it's the only way there really is on the internet to listen to music without a bunch of bullshit. Like, yeah, like I don't have a Spotify account or iTunes. Like, YouTube is a very, but yeah. that's gonna change. And what's I don't know what's gonna happen to those people after that when How's YouTube becomes this. Yeah, well, YouTube's doing this thing where they're trying to they're trying to not let these independent artists just put up their own channels and put up their own music. They're trying to make them, they're doing a subscription service. Like you have to buy a subscription in order to put your stuff on there. Unless you're like, they have deals with like major labels, but if you're not on a major label, they're going to make it kind of complicated for you to like put your own video up, which okay. it's, it makes sense. I mean, it's eventually going to happen. Like they, if you look at it at a business standpoint, there's way too much money to be made right now that they're not making. But they they're like they're like Spotify where there was Spotify. You know yeah, what I mean? people yeah. is making you can make like playlists now. It's eventually gonna happen. But I think SoundCloud is a new wave. I think SoundCloud is the next thing that's really gonna pop up if they figure out like how to do videos. I think SoundCloud is gonna be this thing. Huh. All my shit's on SoundCloud. Like that's yeah. where I've really been focusing on. Do you use it in a like social way? Do you like yeah? With I I, I link up with people on SoundCloud yeah. a lot. Uh, if if I don't know you in Baltimore. 
I've linked up with you on SoundCloud. Like I have a there's like a producer or two, just two producers right now who I linked up with specifically from SoundCloud who I've yeah. heard <clears throat> heard their shit from SoundCloud. One of them's from England, the other one's from like I think uh, Washington State. Okay. So like again, I couldn't just see these people. So SoundCloud's the way I link up with them. Yeah. And I, there's a some um, French producer I'm friends with and worked with, and this French rapper named Shiru. And the producer's name is Camo. Oh, yeah. And I did this song with, uh, I, I, for some reason, I just really wanted to do it because no one's really done it. So I was like, this would be cool to do. And I like just how French rap sounds. Yeah. I just like too. the cadence of it. Uh, and it's really like, they don't have a lot of people there that are just spitting empty shit. Like a lot of the rhymes are spitting are really meaningful shit. Mm-hmm. Like conscious rapper isn't really a thing in there. Right. Every rapper is kind of conscious yeah. there. So it's not, not a term there. But I just like it. And so I heard this dude named Shiru, and he was really talented. And I was like, yo, let's do a song. And then we fucking did a song, and he's, it's on his shit. It starts out, he does this whole thing in French, and then I do my little verse in English, and it's really cool. I like it. But again, that yeah. would not have happened without SoundCloud. So yeah, yeah. Specifically, would not have happened on any other site. So mm. I love SoundCloud. It's like, a, I think it's really going to be the next wave, because it's like, YouTube, I, they're trying to push this like social media thing on YouTube, but I've never used YouTube as like a social media thing. I don't thing. think... Or I'm, yeah, anyone. Has. Like, I have a channel, but I'm not messaging people on YouTube. Like, hey, right. what's up, man? Share this video. Which I think is what they want it to be. But that SoundCloud is that. And I think if they can just yeah. incorporate video into that, it's going to be the new wave. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I love SoundCloud, and I, I got to figure out how to branch out more. Again, you know, I'm really new. I don't know how many people we've had on this podcast that are probably, like, this new to rapping, so I'm a little bit uncomfortable. No, no. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's really cool to, like... Yeah get your perspective yeah it's just you know i feel like i feel like this i feel like really i'm a young guy uh, a young white rapper so i don't want to i i know there's going to be people that are going to be like when i first show up to a show that i'm on they don't know me they're gonna be like oh and then they hear the rap, my rap name which is vance wesley and they're like oh god damn it this kid is gonna be the whackness and then you know i think it's, that's a cool name yeah, but then I'm saying, like, it's open for judgment. Like, it's really easy, like, just from my image and you see me, it's very easy to judge Yeah. about me. Yeah. And so I know that's present, and that's fine. I like that. It's understandable. And, right. you know, I try to prove myself as much as possible. That's why when I go to a show, I, me and my DJ sit there three days beforehand, and we plan out transitions, and we, he writes down on notepads the transitions and shit, and we figure everything out. Yeah. And I'm sitting there practicing sets in my room. Yeah. Even it's not even necessary, but I'm doing it and just figuring shit out necessary. and figuring out like a presence of, you know what I mean? Just practicing yeah. shit, shit people should be doing that I'm just doing right, out of right, nervousness. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I, I was wondering, like, can you break down the way this one day EP? One day? Yeah. One day is a an idea I had where it was, let's see how much effort we could put in in one day. Basically, the whole the theory of it is, is that, you know, one day we're all just trying to make it. One day we're all just trying to better ourselves. One day we're going to be something else. And you sit there with your friends and you're all like smoking weed in a circle. And you're like, man, one day I'm a fucking, I'm a headline soundstage. I'm going to be the shit. But, you know, that one day never happens because you keep saying one day it's going to happen. You never yeah. fucking actually go and do it. So I was like, man, you know, one day I'm going to do this EP where I'm just do all the songs in one day. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm actually just going to go do that. I'm gonna. That's gonna happen. Not one day. It's gonna happen two day. Yeah. So you know, we just set up this thing, and I've I already wrote all the songs beforehand. But I was like, yo, we went in there at like three o'clock. We live streamed it because I thought that'd be cool, and we just did an entire made an entire EP 
mixed it and everything all in a couple hours and put it out the next day. Album artwork and everything, we all yeah. put it in in a couple hours. And it was it was really just a thing. It was like there's so many, especially a lot of people in Dundalk who want to be rappers to say they want to put in effort, but they don't put in the effort. And at that time, I feel like I wasn't really putting in the effort. I could have because I put out an EP called Barefoot in Baltimore. And that was oh, my, that's right. That's and before right. that, this other thing before, sounds like yeah. raw, but that was sounds like raw wasn't really a real thing. Barefoot was my first like real release, and then I was kind of working and finding other shit over that. And I feel like I wasn't really putting in the effort I should have after mm. Barefoot. So, like you know, I'm just gonna put in the maximum effort I can. So I just sat there and just fucking recorded song after song after song after song and got it done. Yeah. In a way, just to show that, you know, I'm just really serious about this. Yeah. And it helped. It made me really better at recording. Like, me and Alex Fagan, who's my engineer, uh, we can record, like, three songs in, like, an hour now. Yeah. Like, we're really fucking good at it. Like, it made me, like, really good at being able to just knock out songs and understanding how to, like, record, which is yeah. a whole different aspect. And there's a lot of rappers, I think, who are good rappers, uh, who are good technically, who can maybe even do a really good live show, but just like they they just that doesn't transfer into recording somehow. You ever right, hear that? Right, right. People that are just like they're good spitters, but when you hear them record a song, you're just like, mm. yeah, definitely. Like definitely. they can rap, but they can't make a song. Yeah, and you can you can in real life you can see their passion or something. Yeah, somehow it's it there. Just doesn't it just doesn't transfer to recording because yeah. I think rec- recording a song is just so it's so it's a different art form completely yeah. than live rap. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, yeah, so that's what we're really working on. I'm working on just how to make better songs with loserisms. I'm working on not really being a better rapper, just being a better artist, figure out how to actually make songs, figure out song structure, trying to get like choruses with vocalists of just back, nice background stuff, making everything fuller, trying to f- make everything like sound better, more crisp, finding better mixes, getting shit mastered for the first time. Yeah. Really, you know what I mean? Really going out, just trying to do the best I can with as low of a budget as oh, I have. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always, like, hit up people who, like, deserve to get paid for what they're doing. And it breaks my heart. I was like, oh, I need, can, I, can, you, can you help me with something? You're like, yeah, what's your budget? And I'm just like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't have a budget. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, as I've gotten older, I've started to feel like... I would totally relate to the feeling, but... I it's started, not not wanting to pay people. It's like, fine. Fucking, if I do it, I would pay thousands if I could, you know what I mean? I think you're either, like, very successful and known, and you have some kind of budget from a label, mm-hmm. or you just have a trust fund, or you are a drug dealer. <laughs> so, like, that's <laughs> the options. Like, and a lot of the, it's really, it's, it's a really unfair thing going around that a lot of people aren't talking about, and I'll, I'll be the one to talk about it, but there's guys like, oh, I don't even know what I'm saying is. Fuck it. There's a there's a rapper named Logic who's from Maryland. Yeah. And he was he's his whole thing, his whole cadence and spirit was kind of built on this like I'm independent. This is right. my thing I've built. And he did a sway interview right when his album came out a couple months ago. And he was like talking about like, oh yeah, you know, I've been signed to the label for about three years now, but I've we just been quiet about it, letting you know the independent thing ride. Like letting there was like they were like we don't really want to announce it. We're just letting your spirit yeah, kind of carry it. it. What does that mean? And I'm like, so you know, basically you're lying to people <laughs> right, because yeah. people are gonna buy, and no matter what anyone says, fans are gonna be super fans, and they're gonna if they know you're independent, they're gonna want to buy your album. They're gonna want right. to buy your merch. They feel like if I buy this T-shirt, that money is going direct. That money yeah. is going directly to Logic, and it. 
And I feel like it's also unfair because you're saying you're independent. So you're creating this new standard like, well, I'm independent. You should be able to do this too. I'm doing it. But you're not really doing it yeah. because you have label money behind you. So I don't, you create I don't this. understand how it works. Yeah, like... I, I don't like that. I think, I think you know what I mean? in, in the mind of some of these newer rap fans, I think the way it works is like, if, yeah, like Macklemore is, air quotes, independent because he's not being like affiliated with some like team. He's not on like cash money. And he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, doesn't have, he doesn't have a jacket that says like Columbia Records owner. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. And, the, and he's not like, he's his own like brand. Yeah, he's yeah. not affiliated with like yeah, yeah. other but, you know, rappers. He, he, has, so that, he has label money and the, his album was released with label money. Yeah. I, <laughs> very nice packaging on his albums that could not have been made without label money. Yeah. Yeah, when you see an interview with, like, when someone's on, like, Sway, and they're like, man, I'm just trying to blow up in, like, the next year. And I'm like, you're fucking on Sway in the morning. Right, right, right. You're right, blowing right, up, right. man. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. and shit, I got, like, 19 plays on a SoundCloud song when I had it three days, put it on three days ago. Like, you fucking made it, okay? Yeah, you're on yeah. Sway right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, you fucking made it. Yeah, it's not, it's not going to be, like, middle school kids, like, uh, But, you know, around, like, that's, I think that's the only thing labels have now. Because they, you know, before you needed a label to even get your shit out. No right. one was going to even hear your shit. There wasn't a SoundCloud. You weren't going to get your shit out without a label. Now you can put it out on SoundCloud. All they have left is a the fact they can be like, here's $50,000 for a music video. Right, right. That's right. all they have left. And I don't, how much longer is that really going to last? You know what I mean? Actually, speaking of Macklemore, when I, when I first got put onto him, I was like, looking and I was like, this dude has like, yeah, his dude has like fifteen like big like big budget videos, mm -hmm. and it's like, all right, he's on like a pirate ship on one, and then he's talking about like Irish pride in one, and then he's talking about the thrift store, and it's like yeah. it's almost like we're gonna just it's try everything. Suspiciously and... well done. And yeah, I see these rappers that have very nice aesthetics to them, and you go to their site, and this you can see what they're going for. Like it's a brand, and you're right. like. I don't think you came up with all this on yourself. I think yeah. you had like good marketers work on this shit because right, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But you know that's that's I think that's what I really want to work on. I you know I want to be a good rapper, but I never want to be a rapper's rapper. I never want to be a guy that is a uh, you know uh, doesn't make it anywhere despite his good rap ability. I'm really f I'm focused right now on aesthetics, and the yeah. more I'm able. The more attention I get, the more I'm able to do shows, the more support I get. I'm going to build on that even more. Like, I want to get really nice shows. Like, I don't want my shows to be, like, in a bare room. Like, I would love to have lights and a nice treatment and, you know what I mean, shit like that. And I'm just, right now I'm figuring out how to still do that on a very, very small level yeah. that I am, which is, which is hard, but that's what I want to figure out. You know what some, I mean? yeah. And that's why I like groups like local groups like Something Complex because they uh they don't have a budget, but you can tell through their shows, their sets that they make something really almost out of nothing. They have a they have like a gas mask with microphones in them and shit, and they have yeah. like nice lights and projections. Like they're trying. And that's what I love. Oh yeah. If totally. I, I like I want people when they go to my show, I don't want them to be like, Oh, let's go to this van set. I want them to go, let's go to this van show. I want it to be a Absolutely. fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, I want it to be a thing. Yeah, rap's all a spectacle. I feel like a lot of people, especially in Baltimore, there's this growing strength and a growing desire for aesthetic. And I see it in a lot of the shows I go to. Yeah. And I want to grow on that. You know what I mean? Yeah.
Well, what's up? What's up with this loserism project? Uh, loserism is the hardest thing I've worked on so far, and it's the one thing where I don't know when it's gonna come out. I had a release date a while ago where I was mm. like, I wanted to come out in April, but it's again to this point now where it's uh the first project where I can literally say I'm not the only one that's working on it. Everything else yeah. is very me. Because at the most it was my en- engineer Alex who was actually working on stuff, but now I have people like working on beats and stuff. And, you know, I have, like, people, other people mixing it and sending it to other mastering people. And there's a lot, there's more hands in this, my hands in this project, so I'm taking it more seriously. I'm really trying to build an album with the littlest budget I can. Yeah. I really want to create a good piece of music. You know what I mean? I'm really working on, um, not just, because I've had a lot of people that have told me, like, the one critique about me is, is that I'm very rappy, and I just need to work on building better songs. Which I agree with. So right now, Loserism is like the first half of it is that it's set up. The story of the the record is is like the first half is like you going out with your friends and chilling and drinking and partying and being like ignorant and avoiding your issues. And then the later half is actually like when you sit at home and you're like alone. You're like fuck, man. And you're trying to like figure stuff out. Yeah. And that's what that is. So I'm able to get out of my comfort zone. The first half of the tape is songs and beats you wouldn't ever usually hear me on. Yeah. And it's very getting out of my comfort zone. And reaching out to people who I wouldn't do, I wouldn't normally do a song with, and doing songs with them, and you know what I mean? Because I don't, I'm, I'm at an advantage where I'm, I'm just starting out, so I don't have a style. And if somebody hears me, they don't have a certain ear for something I should be doing. So I'm very able to just experiment, yeah, and go wild with shit. And that's really what this tape is. Right, right. It's right. my I, this is, and again, this is really kind of my introduction to the scene. Yeah, like this is my thing. Like I'm, I'm here now. You know what I mean? I'm not just making EPs. Like this is my this is a real body of work. Sure, yeah. Is because I know the the previous EPs that that was mostly like just instrumentals you grabbed and stuff. Yeah, I've right? a lot of YouTube grabbed beats, which yeah. is I think what a lot of people use. You go into YouTube and uh type in like a you know most deaf type beat, and then there's there's people that will have like it says most deaf type beat, and you click on it, it's their beat, and they're Dude, they're the fucking most talented producers, like, that are actually getting recognition. Like, Joey Badass, he has a song on his new album called Christ Conscious, and he found that through going to YouTube and typing in yeah. Joey Badass type beat. <laughs> and the first thing that came up, he messaged guy like, yo, this is my beat now, take it down. Yeah. Like, that's wild. Like, this guy made a beat specifically for Joey, and yeah. Joey ended up hearing it and using it. It's a lot, of, a lot of good beats, a lot of good people, uh, you know... But I can't make money off of that, and I can't really do anything with those because, you know, they're other people's beats, and I don't want them getting sour. Yeah. And again, I shouldn't be making money off something if someone else worked for it, and they don't get any recognition from it. Right. But they are putting it out there in that way. But I guess they're trying to get someone. They are putting it out there, yeah, yeah, but I just, you know, I'm a good person at heart, so I don't want to take advantage of somebody. Uh, Like, we did did this song. I did the song with Manta Ray Records called Kava, which is a single we did. And I'm not on a label or anything, but they're good people and they helped me out and I learned a lot through there and we just put out the single. And uh, again, I'm really bad at communicating with them. So the relationship probably hasn't gone as far as it could be. I don't know what that could happen with that. But the reason is because the the single Kava, we used a beat. I, well, it wasn't be. I used to be from a YouTube from this guy and I kind of got in like slight contact with them, but it was never a thing like you can use this beat and make money off of it. So that's not at a place where I want to be, again, where I'm unsure what mm. I can do with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, can I really run with this 
and make a video for it and try to do something with this without someone else getting angry. Right, right. Yeah, you don't want to be unclear. And I just don't, I'm not the guy, I don't want to be, I don't want to be doing something if someone's not on board. Like, I again, I, yeah. why I don't want to go out and shell out a $500 for a video from some random director I don't know. I don't want to work with somebody who's not about what I'm doing. Like, right. I don't, I think it shows in the work when somebody cares about the project and when they don't. When they're phoning it in, like, this is a job, or like, I really care about this artist. I really care about this yeah. video. You know what I mean? And yeah, there's a ton yeah, of people yeah. in the scene, I think, that are a little bit older and that are really, like, guys that are really figured out their shit and are really working on it, like, you guys and stuff who are really still figuring out your lane, but like, you got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can really learn from it and shit, but I feel like I'm 20. I'm really able to just go after it. Yeah. And I'm at a time yeah. in my life where I'm able to, I'm not struggling money wise. I'm able to actually focus on music. I have this really, Really good advantage that I know for a fact a lot of people don't get to have. And I think it's irresponsible if I don't try to make the exact the most of it I can. Yeah. Whether it's designing shirts or trying to figure out video shit or music shit. I'm furiously trying to live. Yeah. You know what I mean? That might be a good point. To yeah. Anything else you want? Hey. That's coming up, right? Uh, I don't have any shows coming up. Hopefully that changes. <laughs> um, Losers is coming out soon. I have a Twitter at Vans underscore Wesley. Uh, the SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash Vans underscore. Keep out for that. A tons of stuff coming up there. Um, what else? I don't think there's anything else. Oh, if anyone's listening to this and you're a promoter or somebody that writes Vans Wesley down, please, for the love of God, it's Vans underscore Wesley. And no one does that and it breaks my heart. Mm. It really breaks my heart. But it's very important. It's very important. It's Vans <laughs> underscore Wesley. Because I, it. it's very important. I, I, I remember, that, I think it was Rolling Stones, they did this thing where they, in their rider they had, they wanted M&M's building green M&M's, and they did that not to be assholes, but it was like a quality control. Like, yeah. do you really fuck with us? <laughs> so it's kind of my thing, like, do you really, do you really, are you really paying attention? The underscore. Vans, don't forget the underscore. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Enjoyed it so much. Thanks, guys. Thanks again to Vans Wesley, and we'll see you next week.